Listen to me, precious people. The 2nd of April, the year 2004, the Lord finally presented John the Baptist on my right hand side. And John the Baptist began to speak with me about the coming of the glorious Lamb of God. And then the 17th of March, the year 2004, the first time in a mighty vision showed me how he is coming to rapture the church. The day the Lord walked for me across the sky, and every footprint he left was glorious, glorious across the sky. I could see everywhere he walked in that mighty visitation. And then he showed me how the rapture will take place, how he would rapture their sleep in the dust of the earth, and also how he would rapture the holy living Christians. After that, I am jumping into the first of November, the year 2006, when he presented the wedding rings in the sky. Now talking about the wedding of the Lamb of God. Two wedding rings, one for Christ, the Messiah, and the other for the church. And then, come now the 26th of November, 2006, at Kehancha, when we had this binational repentance at Sirare, Tanzania, and also Kehancha. Then he speaks with me how they asleep in the dust of the earth. Those who are dead Christian, holy dead, the righteous people who died when they were righteous, they had repented. How they will be raptured and caught up in the wedding of the Lamb. After that, the 3rd of May, the clock of God in the sky, when he finally lowered down the clock of the Lord, the clock that is one minute to midnight, 11.59 p.m., November, November 20th, the year 2007, when he showed me the house of the Lord, the dome, the golden dome in that vision, and then the scaffold metal and the roof of the church. But the dome was sitting on top of the church. And then the glory of the Lord came from heaven and settled on the dome, but did not enter the church. And then the voice of the Lord brought me very close, face to face with the door to the house of the Lord, which was closed. And the voice of the Lord said, let us enter into the house of the Lord. And the doors opened, the double arched door opened. And when I entered there, I saw a lot of almost multi-millions of chairs. I could not see where they ended. They were black. And then grass began to grow in the church. And the voice of the Lord said, they used to worship here, but not anymore. After that, April 8th, he interpreted that vision. But in between March 26th, 2008, before April 8th, he now shows me the temple of the Lord in heaven. So how does that relate to the door to rapture? Listen to me, precious people. When the Lord engaged the church in all these conversations, there is one very important thing that remained common in all these conversations. And that is, in every single vision, the Lord was speaking to me about these issues. It began by heaven opened. The door to heaven opened into the sky before the rings were brought down, before the clock was lowered, heaven opened. Before the glory came and settled on the dome, heaven opened. Before the temple of God 
was unveiled, heaven opened. And so, the Lord has been using that to speak to the church. He has been telling the church, how come you can't see that I have opened the door? And when the door is open, that means he's telling the church to get herself ready and enter. You cannot wait. You will not be able to wait for the day of the rapture. Because on that day, he essentially, he closes the door. If you are waiting for the rapture, you will miss the rapture. Don't wait for rapture. Make sure you get yourself ready and enter. But listen to this. I want to start somewhere. The book of Matthew, Matthew 24, we can begin from verse 4 up to verse 9. He says, Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Christ, and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, and earthquakes in various places. Verse 8, you want to pay special attention to that. He says, all these are the beginning of birth pain. Do you hear me, somebody? These are the beginning of birth pains. And you can sense, you can look there and see the urgency with which God is operating right now. Which means his time frame is limited. You see that? Because his disciples had asked him, Lord, when will the end come? How will we know that the end is coming? How will we know that your return is near? And he mentioned these things. And said, these are the beginning of birth pains. Remember, the beginning of birth pains. And then, Matthew 24 verse 9, he says, after the beginning of birth pains, he says, then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. Hallelujah. How do you jump from the beginning of birth pains and then now he's talking about then you'll be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. That means between verse 8 of Matthew 24 and verse 9 of Matthew 24 is hidden the rapture. That is what is hidden there. Again, between Matthew 24 verse 8, the beginning of birth pains, and then finally he has just thrown them into the birth pain. Something has happened there. The birth pain is the tribulation. And that's why when you look back at Revelation chapter 16 verse 15, it says, Behold, I come like a thief, like a thief, secretive, and blessed is he who stays awake, and keeps his clothes with himself, that he may not go naked and be shamefully exposed. you see that? There is something secret about his coming on the rapture. And that is the door to the rapture. And he says here that many will come and claim, I am the Christ. Deceive. And then he goes down there and says, be careful, make sure you are not deceived. Which means deception will be one of the greatest spiritual landmarks of the time. 
deception will enter the church. That is the message really that is there. He's saying there will be a lot of lies in the church. Many will come and say I'm the Christ. And then he says make sure you are not deceived. He was raising a red flag. One of the key landmarks would be the great deception that will enter the church. In other words, the Lord is talking about apostasy. The falling away from true faith. Hallelujah. And that means there will be a big wave of false prophets that would enter the church. And how will you know that they are false prophets? We've said very openly that there is no way someone is going to say he's a prophet of God, called of the Lord God. Hallelujah. And remember, it's only he that calls his prophets, right? And tell you, look, I came from the Samuel school of prophets. I was there for five years, now I'm a prophet. Isn't that blasphemy? I came from the Elisha school of prophets in America. They taught me to speak certain words, thus saith the Lord. You see the big deception that entered the church? It entered the priesthood first. Only the Lord God himself calls his prophets. And he calls them to serve Christ. And now you know that there is no way someone will come and say he's a prophet. Except that he comes and rebukes sin. There is no way he can be comfortable with sin if God speaks with him. At first I asked the Lord, why are you always showing me only bad things in the church? Until later I understood that is what he was sending me to address. There is no way God is going to be comfortable with sin. Every time he sends forth a word, he has seen something that needs correction. There is no way God is going to send a servant who is going to build his own kingdom to lead people to himself. Every day in, day out, he's always going to point at the coming Messiah. The Lord says, make sure you're not deceived. Only this truth can ensure that they are not deceived. There is no way God is ever going to send a prophet that is not going to champion the holiness of the Lord in the church. Because the prophet is going to be the mirror image, the messenger of God. And God is holy. He's separated from sin. They have come as prophets. They have slept with women in hotel rooms. They come to preach. Then he's preaching about his shoes. Do you know how expensive my shoes are? Do you know where I bought this suit from? In America. Look at my wife. Do you know how much it cost me per month to keep that hair? The truth will have to set the church free right now. My Bible is written in red. These are the words of Christ the boss. Christ the king. The honorable Lord. He says, make sure you're not deceived. But in between verse 8 and 9, of Matthew 24 is hidden the rapture. Because that means the birth pain you are seeing, the floods you are seeing, the earthquakes you are seeing, the famine that you are seeing, these are the beginnings of birth pain. And look at the way he's increasing it. After I prophesy, it happens quickly, and then tomorrow night he comes say again another one. Say to them, say to them another one. There is a sense of urgency here. That's the first thing you pick from there. You begin to understand that God has shifted gears, moving faster. But I'm so surprised the nations are not aware. Listen to me, precious people. 
It is so important that you highlight this to the church. Let them not watch it as another news item. Oh, Mississippi River has exploded again. Oh, uh, the earthquake in Greece again. Oh, now, now again, war in Kenya. Oh, now famine has come. Let me tell you, in a twinkling of an eye, in a flash, the rapture will take place. Because he jumped from there and said, and you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. That is the tribulation. Isaiah chapter 26, I'm reading verses 19 to 21. He says, but your dead will live. Their bodies will rise. Hallelujah. You who dwell in the dust, wake up and shout for joy. In the dust because they are asleep. When Lazarus died, and they told him, Lord, but he has died. It's four days. That place is stinking now. It's smelling. He said, no, he is not dead. He is asleep. Hallelujah. So those who are under the dust of the earth, according to the Lord, they are not dead. They are asleep. Because all of them must be woken up. But your dead will live. Their bodies will rise. You who dwell in the dust, wake up and shout for joy. Why should they shout for joy? Look at the next subsection. He says, your dew is like the dew of the morning. The earth will give birth to her dead. NIV says, go, comma, my people, comma, enter your rooms and shut the doors behind you. I'm talking about the door to rapture. And he says, hide yourselves for a little while until his wrath has passed by. See, the Lord is coming out of his dwelling to punish the people of the earth for their sins. The earth will disclose the blood shed upon her and she will conceal her slain no longer. I want to end there. How does this relate to the door to rapture? When the Lord showed this vision of the rapture to Isaiah, it is amazing here that the Lord showed him the elect, the remnant church that was going to be taken away through the door to rapture and the door would close. Hallelujah. And then, after that, the wrath of God would consume the four ends of the earth. That is the tribulation. And he says, you who are sleeping in the dust of the earth, wake up. Levantity in Spanish. Wake up. And shout for joy. Why? Because your dew has arrived. At first, when the Lord spoke with me about the door to rapture, and he navigated me this scripture, I did not understand. Because I was looking at all the doors he has opened, when the rings were being lowered in the sky, he opened the door and the glory came out. When the, the clock was being lowered, he opened the door and the glory came out, then the clock. The, the temple of God opened the door, glory came out, and then I saw the temple. Every time he opens the door to heaven, the glory comes out first. That's why Isaiah saw the same thing. He said, shout, wake up and shout, for your morning dew has come. That is the latter anointing of God. Hallelujah. That is the Holy Spirit that comes in the latter anointing to purge the church, 
to purify the church, to cleanse sin from the church, because only the holy ones will enter. Only the radiant church, the glorious church will enter, by the way. By the way. Only the church that is now righteous. By the way, he also says she must be mature. Having grown to full stature. Telos in, in Greek. Having grown to full maturity. That means she has grown in the faith. By the way, it is the holiness of the Lord that matures the church. Don't think you will mature by the number of years you spend in church. Don't think you will mature in the number of churches or the number of people you have led to the Lord. Hallelujah. I have led today, I have led uh, 20 people, tomorrow I led 30 people, so I'm really maturing. You are not maturing if you are not very careful. It is the holiness of God, because the full stature he talks about is the reason the two wedding rings were very identical in that vision. Very similar. How can Jesus wear the same wedding ring like the church? That means the church has to measure up to the stature of Christ. The identity of Christ, to the maturity of Christ, to the holiness of Christ. That's why the Bible says, just as he who called is holy, so be holy in all you do. The Bible also says, until you attain the holiness and the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. So when you see the glory of the Lord coming down in Kenya, the rain began from Kakamega, and it started raining, and a lot of rain of the Holy Spirit started coming down. And the Lord spoke the release of the four glorious horses from here, which I have now revealed. Finally, he allowed me to reveal the meaning of that, talking about the four glorious Gospels that are in the Bible, telling the pastors that as you preach the Bible, anchor yourself on the four glorious Gospels as you preach the entire Bible. Anchor yourself. You understand? Which means root your foundation. On the four glorious gospels. And the word that cometh forth from your mouth will reach the four ends of the earth. And will clean up the church. Don't teach from other books. The church has been teaching on other books. The anointing for financial wealth. How to manage financial resources as a Christian. How to live healthy as a Christian. The church has been teaching the gospel of the flesh. The world. Earthly gospel. Outer court. You know, there was the outer court and the inner court. In the outer court, there's a lot of rumors. They don't hear directly from God. And yet the curtain ruptured, and the Lord allowed us unwarranted, unlimited access into the Holy of Holies. Hallelujah. And so Jehovah is saying that this door that he showed Isaiah, Isaiah saw when the elect were rushing into this door, and the shutting of the door for the wrath of God to pass. This is the door to the rapture. If you will catch this, you will see the wedding of the Lamb of God. The rapture will not come as a church. We are going as a church. Paul says, let us be careful lest we preach this thing and we ourselves miss out on this thing. And it will be a shame. So it's very important to understand that this dew that comes is the latter anointing that, you know, in fact, let me tell you, at first, as the Lord was ministering to me on this, I thought the morning dew was different from the midnight dew. Because when the clock he showed me is 11.59 p.m., I thought this latter anointing 
is going to be different from the morning dew. Because Isaiah is saying the morning dew. That takes them like this. It is one and the same thing. Hallelujah. Because when it strikes midnight, the morning has come. And the church has been taken. So that is the glory, the Holy Spirit you see flowing in the church today. I mean, I'm talking about in Kenya. We have to bring it to other countries also. The latter glory heals the church, delivers the church. There is no more rumors and lies about healing and deliverance. Do you hear me? He says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Hallelujah. And he will anoint you. But that is the morning dew. Don't use it for showbiz, Hollywood. He will take it away from you. Don't use it, oh, look at how we are anointed these days. Use it to prepare the church to purify the wedding gown. So the church may be found without spot, without stain, without blemish, without any single tainting on the gown, without any, any, anything detestable, without any defilement. Let the gown be pure, holy, radiant, righteous. Let it be worthy of the calling as the royal bride. Royal bride into the king's house. You've been called as a bride into the king's house. It's not just a regular, you know, wedding. And it's a spiritual wedding. That's why he's saying, no, you cannot be preaching the latter anointing when people are still demon-possessed here. That would be a lie. They would have to be delivered. You see that? They would have to be healed. But he's looking for people that will understand this scripture here and know that the morning dew comes for the express purpose of preparing the church to enter through this door. And when you enter through this door, it closes. Let me share a little bit here. Finally, when John the Baptist stood here, and then the mountain glory of the Lord was in front here, and John the Baptist was beginning to talk to me about the coming of the Lamb of God that was going to come for the church, the first thing I realized is that his raiment became glorious. So glorious that you cannot even wash in any laundry on earth. No soap on earth can purify that white. Beaming like lightning. Hallelujah. And when I looked at myself, my raiment had become glorious too. My countenance, my features had changed. And I was shocked. Hallelujah. It's time for the church to mature now. But... After that, it was amazing. It was tremendously amazing to me that the glory that came before the Lamb was released from the mighty glory where the Father was, before finally the Lamb came, the glory that came out turned my clothes to be radiant and His. I was so amazed. There was no single spot you could hide not knowing that that is what Isaiah saw. Isaiah said, he said, hallelujah, let me jump ahead of myself. Verse 22, and he says down there, the earth will disclose the blood shed on her, and she will no longer hide her slain. Which means you will never hide anything again. Hallelujah. When that glory comes, 
No sin can be hidden again. Don't use it for running around. It is for revealing the sin in the church. Purge it off. Cleanse the church. Prepare the church. Hallelujah. It is not for, oh, the glory has come. Don't do that. That is the gospel of the flesh you see the evangelists are doing all over the world. That glory is for connecting the church to the kingdom of God. All these works he will do. But for the one and single purpose of preparing the church for the kingdom of God. And how do you prepare? When that comes, it unearths sin. You understand? Isaiah said, no more will the earth hide the blood shed upon her. Which means the evil that you ever did to the remnant church. The evil that was ever done to those who have chosen holiness will be exposed. And he also says, even her slain will not, will, will not be hidden. They will be disclosed. She cannot hide anymore. Any longer. That also talks about God will hold the earth to judgment on the day of rapture. Because the day of rapture, he divides the earth into two populations. The raptured and the remained. And if you remain, he says, it will be so difficult. You cannot even preach Christ. Because the Antichrist... Oh, I have seen a lot. I have seen the earth after the rapture. And the Lord says, when you try to preach Christ, you will be beheaded. And if you refuse to wear his mark, God says, he himself will send a spirit to confuse you to believe in. That means you want to enter the rapture. You want to make sure you are in the rapture. Don't fool around the rapture. That's why I wondered, why are the evangelists on earth not preaching the rapture? It was shocking to me. Why are they not preaching? Why are they not preparing the church? It forced me to write every DVD. And let me tell you, we said we will walk on tatters, but we will send these messages by DHL. This one world courier service, like DHL, they hand them by hand and designs. And we check on the internet and say, he signed himself. So we wash our hands. Every church leader on earth that we, we can reach, we reach them. We don't care anymore now. Because this is the most important message they should use to prepare the church. The earth will never ever hide her sin as that glory comes. And that's what Isaiah saw. But let me tell you something interesting. Because down there in verse 20 he says, Go, comma, my people, comma. You see that? You see that? He's highlighting my people. My people. Do you see that? That his people, for them, they should now go inside through this door and then close the door behind themselves. The rapture door that I'm talking about today. So make sure. Hallelujah. Make sure that the rapture door closes you on the inside heaven part side. You are closed on the inside of heaven. That side of inside heaven. Do you understand me? I want to go to Zechariah 13 very briefly so you may understand what he means by my people. Zechariah 13, you see that? They're my people he talks about. You see, verses 7 to verse 9, Zechariah 13. Why does he highlight, go, comma, my people, comma, and enter your rooms and shut the door behind you? Why does he emphasize my people? He puts a comma before and a comma after to bring it out. Listen to this. Awake, O sword, against my shepherd, against the man who is close to me, declares the Lord Almighty. He says, strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. 
and I'll turn my hand against the little ones. Verse 8, now he's beginning to define what he means by my people. When God says my people, he says, In the whole land, declares the Lord, two-thirds will be struck down and perish, yet one-third will be left in it. Do you hear me? Two-thirds will be struck down and perish, one-third will be left. You see already he has pulled out one-third. He's talking about a remnant. Hallelujah. Look at what he does with one-third. He says, This third I'll bring into the fire and refine them like silver and test them like gold. They will call on my name and I'll answer them. I will say they are my people. You see my people there. And they will say the Lord, he is our God. So that means when God said my people, defining the true identity of the rapture church, he meant the remnant that will step out, hallelujah, they will say just a moment, there has to be an end to this joke in the church. Do you understand? There has to be an end to this comedy in the church. There has to be an end to this sexual sin and the love of money in this church. If it is true that God says time is out, I remember the commission. You see that? The commission was that go into the dark world and win souls for Christ. And not just sitting and eating, 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 eating. Eating what? Milk. Do you understand? All the time milk, 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 milk. And the church is perpetually, continuously, constantly, on a daily basis, an infant church. He is not coming for an infant church. Mature church. He says, that church that has risen to the full stature of maturity. In fact, he uses the word mature. You see that? In Greek, telos means grown to full height until you've reached it now. You know. So he's telling the church, step out and evangelize. Get out of the four corners of the walls. Get out. As long as you are there, they will be lying to you. Deception will be there. As long as you are sitting in those pastors' conferences, huh, you are sitting there, they will always invite a guest speaker coming from America, from Britain, from Australia, who has brought us some money for lunch. There is some lunch being cooked here because we have a guest speaker. And when he comes, he will always give you the false prophecies. You will always be infant as a pastor. Do you understand me? But when you step out, you go to the marketplace. Marketplace. Stand at the door. Begin to preach the coming of the kingdom of God. Begin to preach the return to holiness and righteousness. Begin to preach the, the cross, the blood and the cross at Calvary. Begin to preach the salvation of our Lord Jesus. You will mature. Hallelujah. Because you will be attacked. You see that? You will be attacked right away. Right away, the city council will arrest you. Show me your permit for preaching here. You are making noise to people here. This person whose stall is next to you says you are becoming a nuisance to why you are chasing away customers of other religions. People will say everything. I know it. I've, I've been preaching the streets. I know what it means. Some look at you and say, whatever happened to this one? All things will be said at you. 
But the Holy Spirit will sustain you. And he will use that to purify you and refine you like silver. And then test you like gold. Sin will leave you. You will never ever deliberately choose sin against the Lord. Even the love of money. You will never choose it against Christ. That is what he meant when he said, my people. It is a church that is evangelizing. They are not sitting and saying, she touched my husband. The devil touched my husband again. He touched my finances again. That is not the church he calls my people. Because the Bible must be fulfilled. James chapter 4 verse 7, you see the mature church. Resist the devil and he will flee. Listen, Dr. War, you are telling us to walk in holiness, but all of us pastors have fallen. It's not just me. What do we do now? The Bible said in the last days there will be evil. That is not my people. You cannot fall because everybody has fallen. Because actually, if you look very carefully, this my people here is a separated church. Spiritually separated. That church knows how to stage a fight. When she's attacked. And those attacks she knows are good for her. That she may grow. Right? And not to cry. How can you as a pastor start crying that the enemy has attacked your finances. Attacked your marriage. Attacked your work. Attacked your health. Attacked your fellowship with other pastors. Everything is falling apart in your life. Attacked your church. Attacked your sheep. Attacked everything. How can then such a pastor bring deliverance to the sheep? If you are not yet delivered. Is our God a liar? You have to be delivered first. To bring deliverance to others. The word does not lie. That is what he calls my people. I'm talking about the door to the rapture. These are the ones that enter through that door. Oh, you know, these days we are preaching. A lot of people are coming to the Lord. But are you entering? Are you yourself entering? That is the question. Are you going to enter? Because you have to live to everything you preach. John 14 verse 1. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my father's house are many rooms. You see that? If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come back. Did you hear that? I'll be back, he says. I'll come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. In other versions, they say there are many mansions. In my father's house, there are many mansions. But I like this version here, NIV, that he says there are many rooms. Because Isaiah saw the, the morning dew had come and the morning dew gave them joy unspeakable. The morning dew released them from the bondage of sin. No more sin will touch the rapture church. The morning dew made the church in the image and likeness of God. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 1 verse 21 to 26 down there. 
They now wear the glorious body. They have defeated death. They wear the immortal body, the imperishable body, the incorruptible body. They are now wearing the eternal body. They will never be touched by death anymore. No more sin will touch them. No wages of sin will claim them. Isaiah saw. Be joyful. Joy unspeakable. Never again will you die. Because the morning dew has arrived. But enter the rooms now. He saw them entering. And he said, please shut the door behind you for a little while. For a little while. Until his wrath has passed. Seven years during the tribulation. A little while. You see that? Until the wrath has passed. Because after seven years, Jesus will come back with the raptured church. I'm jumping ahead of myself. We'll come back with the raptured church during the second coming of Christ in Jerusalem. That's why you have to enter the rapture. You must enter. It is a serious call to the people that you may identify this. Listen to this. He says, I go to prepare rooms for you. And in those rooms, I'll prepare for each one, mansions in other versions, and then I'll come back to take you so you too may be where? Where I am. That is the rapture. You'll come back in the rapture and take the church. Do you understand? There is so much to teach in the word. You wonder why would the church be teaching corruption of sow a seed here, get you a miracle here? Why? Why would the church be wasting time in teaching healthy living? How to exercise every morning, good for your heart, good for what? Those are infancy. They should not even be heard of. You're supposed to have grown from there. He can keep your health. Let me tell you, when you plug in, when you plug into the Lord, you keep your health. By the way, you keep your health. God has done his part. He does his part all the time. He's faithful. Pastors are stepping out of pastoring to go first to Bible college to be trained counseling and psychological. Eh? How to counsel people. Stepping out of the world into the wisdom of the world. Psychologist. So they may now do... do I feel the Lord is calling me to a counseling ministry. So I need to go study a degree in psychology. Stepping out of the word of God into the wisdom of the world so you may bring it and it will become a yeast in this world. Isn't there a problem in the church? And yet the word is so clear. I saw them enter and they were being told, shut the door behind you for a little while. You see that? Inside there is hidden the door to the rapture. And that's why he was able to say, like it was during the time of Noah, so will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. But before we go there, let's go just to Daniel chapter 12, precious people. The door to the rapture. Daniel chapter 12. Hallelujah. Verse 1. He says, At that time, Michael, the great prince, who protects your people will arise. There will be a time of distress such as has not happened from the beginning of nations until then. Because you know Daniel was writing from the east. Daniel is a prophet of the Lord that was called in the east. So he wrote his manuscripts and they were in the east. But he was 
an end time prophet. So he was seeing what was happening in the end time. And he had seen that there would be distress. That's why he said, such as has not happened from the beginning of nations until then, until then, when that moment will come. Look at what's happened in the United States today. As has never been seen, never since the beginning of nations until then. That's the beginning of birth pains. And then he says, but at that time, your people, do you hear that? We say, my people, your people. Did you see that your people, they're my people. God's word is the same. The Holy Spirit is the same. He cannot show me a vision that's not lining with the Bible. He showed it to me on November 26, 2006. He showed it to Daniel the prophet. He showed it to, to Isaiah the prophet. He showed the same Holy Spirit. It is very consistent. It must tally. Otherwise, God has not spoken. You cannot teach other things. Only this you can teach. Because the purpose for which you were called as pastors is that you may lead the church into the kingdom of God, period. Anything else is an addition. That they may enter. You are not called to lead them to hell. But listen to this. He says, but you are people. I like that. But at that time, you are people. That's the my people you saw in Isaiah chapter 26. It is the same my people he defines in Zechariah 13. And he says, but at that time, you are people. Everyone whose name is found written in the book. Hallelujah. The book of life. Those are the ones he has purified. And he says, Everyone whose name is found written in the book will be delivered. Hallelujah. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, wake up, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many into righteousness will shine like the stars forever and ever. This is rapture. If it's so clear in the Bible, why hasn't the church taught it? Why would even someone contest such a message? A timely message, somebody. So the Lord is speaking here very clearly. He's talking about the mighty daughter rapture. Daniel chapter 1. You see very clearly that a lot of distress hits the earth. And suddenly, everything has happened. You know, I kept wondering, by the way, why every time I get to the altar, I have seen myself already in the dream at night that I'm preaching. And when I get there, I begin to preach the way I saw myself in the dream. I began to understand. Every time the first thing I see is I am getting the altar and saying, on the 1st of November, the year 2006, the Lord, he opened heaven and I saw two wedding rings, Lord. The first thing, whether it's in Canada, whether it's in Germany, whether it's in Rwanda, Uganda, Tanzania, where it does not matter. The first thing he says, I began to understand. That means, like it was during the time of Noah, so will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. At the time of Noah, he sent Noah. He says, tell them 
The door is open. Tell them to enter now. Don't delay out there. Because on that day, I just come to close. Hallelujah. He sent me. In other words, to tell them, look, the door is open in the sky. You can enter now. The wise virgins, they lit their lamps. They entered and entered. Time has run out. But listen to this. Revelation chapter 19, this is a popular scripture. I've read it again and again. Verse 7, it says, Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory for the wedding of the Lamb has come. That is the glory that Isaiah saw bringing joy. You see that? And he says, And his bride has made herself ready. Verse 8, Fine linen, bright and clean, was given her to wear. And my version says, Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of the saints. And then verse 9, it says, Then the angel said to me, Write, Blessed are those who are invited into the wedding supper of the Lamb of God. And he added, These are the true words of God. That is the wedding of the Lamb of God. But when you just turn on the same chapter, just move forward from verse 11 on, talk about the second coming of the Lord. He says, I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse. You remember the white horse he showed me the wedding rings? Again, I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse, whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice he judges and makes war. His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. There is even a worship song that says, He is crowned with many crowns. You see that? The darling of heaven crucified. He says, He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood. Hallelujah. Let me share a little bit deeper here today. He's so proud of what he did for you. He is so satisfied that he did it. But the problem is this. He was so much abused. He was carrying a cross that would deliver you, the church. They beat him like a dog until he fell down, until the shoulder broke. Until he could not even carry, the shoulder that was carrying the cross, he fell down with it now. The shoulder broke. He collapsed. He was so shocked. In fact, if you read Psalm 22, you see that he died more of shock than physical injury. He was so shocked at the amount of hate that these people had accumulated against him. How could you beat me like this? Until he wept. Beat until he fell down. You try to beat a dog right here in front of this gate like that, you'll be arrested. You understand me? Because there are laws protecting dogs. But there was no law to protect the Messiah. They beat him so horrendously until now, we, have never, we can never perceive. We have never been able to perceive the depth of the suffering of the Christ. That is the blood that is symbolic of the red cloth. The blood he poured for you. Hallelujah. How could you go to sexual sin if you really perceive the suffering of the Christ? How could you choose me, me, myself, me, 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 
I want to be happy. You know me, I want to be me, me, your feelings. Jesus never chose his feelings on that day. But he felt towards you. Hallelujah. Where is the church that I purchased? They are busy doing comedy. The pastors. The more funny you are, the more anointed probably they think. Mm. People like him. Women laugh. They love that church. They go there. Isn't it? The more comical you are, the more you have more people, the more money you gather. Right? How can we say this is the temple of the Lord? The temple of the Lord. The temple of the Lord. And yet, God is not here. He's asking, where is that church that I so much suffered for? The wounds I see, the scars I can see. But where is that church? Where is the church that Jesus purchased? Hallelujah. And he says here, verse 13, Revelation 19. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood. You see that? And his name is the word of God. The armies of heaven. This is what I want to bring you on the rapture door. The armies of heaven are following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Did you see that fine linen before the rapture? And now you see it at the second coming of Christ. That means when you prepare today and spiritually begin to enter into the rapture today, today you tell yourself, Lord, I am not going to wait for rapture because that day you will essentially close the door. And it happens like this. So you don't even have time to prepare. I am going to prepare today, which means if I am a woman here, I'm going to my closet. Look at what clothes are full of prostitution that I've been wearing. You see that? Some of you women have even kept clothes that some of your boyfriends gave you before you married. Some of you women have kept rings that some of your boyfriends gave you before you married your husband. That every day when you look at that ring, you feel good. Can we talk about these things? Let us talk today. Some of you women have kept even shoes that your other illicit, evil boyfriends gave you when you went to those dates. And you are busy lying to your husband that, you know, I'm just keeping it there. But every day you open the closet, you look at it. It has a quenching thing it does into your evil heart. Some evil quenching. That when this man disturbs me these days like this, I always go to the closet and smell the other cloth. Don't I know these things? They even smell that when I smell, I smell the other man. Do you want us to talk about these things today? It must end today. If you want to enter the rapture. You have watches and rings bought you by some, some illegal, some evil relationships. You have kept them. I will tell you to throw them away. Right? The Lord is saying, get rid of the yeast. Because the devil will sneak in yeast without you knowing. You understand? If you want to enter through this door, do you hear me? When the devil sees Paul, he has the name Saul, and the devil has seen how God is planning to use him, the devil takes him earlier. You see that? So Saul is persecuting Christians. And then later on, writing almost two-thirds of the New Testament. So that's why you have to be very careful. Scrutinize them. Let the Spirit reveal to you. Time has come for you, the church, to enter. 
let nothing stop you from entering through this door. Because you'll never enter with a car, with a home, with a, whatever your values are. You know, people have value systems. Homes, cars, school fees, my kid to be educated, whatever they are. Education of your kids. Let those things not stop you from entering through this door. Because here what I see is that the gown you prepare before the rapture is the gown you enter with where? Into the rapture. And it's the gown they are coming with back with Jesus. You see that? Did you realize that? The armies of heaven, those are the raptured saints. Verse 14, the armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses, dressed in fine linen, bright and clean. So that means what you decide today, we are talking today. You people have to repent today. If, if, if there is any speck, if you have that little watch that your girlfriend gave you many years ago, that spiritual little watch, I'm talking about spiritual now, that has been hidden in your heart. That woman, when you preach, she smiles at you. A little lasting going on, but you know I have my safety valves. You see that? No, I am safe. I, I, no, no, no. She, your, wife, your, your wife is complaining. Be careful. No, 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 no. no I'm mature. You have to throw that today here in repentance. Get rid of those little watches and throw them away. Do you hear me? The devil may have slipped them. Sick with, most of you know them anyway. Or maybe secretly without knowing. Whether it's a dress that is lingering in your closet, you've grown bigger than that dress. Throw it away. A man, if it is just that chain, that watch, I don't know, me, I don't know, I'm just mentioning things. If it is a car, get rid of it. That every time I enter this car, I remember my girlfriend. The devil is using that to hold church hostage. In America, they entertained homosexuality at the altar. Now they cannot come out to rebuke homosexual marriages in California. Let us clean out the house. Because the same gown you prepare today, until eternity. You return with it where? To Jerusalem. Like it was during the time of Noah, so will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. At the time of Noah, he sent Noah. He says, tell them the door is open. Tell them to enter now. Don't delay out there. Because on that day, I just come to close. I am announcing it to you today. It does not matter your nationality. It does not matter how long you've been born again. It does not even matter from which color, which tribe, which race, which gender. All that matters is that you may be able to repent today and get the yeast out of your life, return to holiness, and enter through this door. Because on the day of the rapture, it surely will be shut, not by man, by the Lord God Almighty himself. And if you feel like you want to receive the Lord today, start anew. Repeat this prayer. Say, precious Lord Jesus, I have lived as a sinner. And I repent today. I repent of all sin. Since I was born. Until the day of rapture. I am repenting today. 
Clean me, Jesus. And write my name in the book. The book of life. Lord Jesus, restrain me. Don't allow me to go back to sin. And fill me today with the anointing of the Lord. The morning dew that I may enter into the wedding of the Lamb. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. I begin anew today. Amen. Amen.